0: Welcome back to the Rouge Cycling Podcast. Back to back recordings. Now, the Tour de France Femme Avex with 2023 route reaction. We saw Marion Roos and Pradam unveil it on Thursday, a couple of days ago at, in Paris. And we have eight stages. I thought they were trying to add a couple more. I thought there they were whisperings of that already. They went to eight stages in their first year. They got an exemption from ASO for that. Maybe they were just happy with the eight stages. I don't know. But Benji, where does it start from and finish? Because it doesn't start in Paris this year, which it did on the Champs-Élysées last year.
1: Exactly. It does start on the same day as the Champs-Élysées stage of the Tour de France, I just checked, which is kind of... I don't know. I was maybe expecting it to be a day later, knowing it's not in the same place, but it is on the same day. It starts in central France. Clément Ferrand, we know uh, the TGV from Clément Ferrand is from there, but this time the Twitter France starts there and it works its way down in France, basically, towards the Pyrenees where it all capitalizes in the last uh, weekend of this race so that's what we're looking at when it comes to the order of things in total four sprint stages which is great for the likes of Abibis and so forth but some are a bit more versatile than just a pure sprint stage there's two hilly stages one major mountain stage and one time trial and we'll talk about them one by one in this but do you think that's a good division and do you think that we've got a parkour that starts off with the flat and Hilly parkours and ends with that more brutal end weekend that will have a big impact on GC, just like in the Tour de France from 2022, where it was also a backloaded parkour. Are you still of the opinion that that's a good idea for women's cycling?
0: I think so, yeah, because if you put the Tourmalet stage at the start, well... I don't know. It's tough because SD works kind of (laughs) gave up on GC before the GC stages last year. So what does it matter? Like they had the gravel stage, they had Van Vluten sick, they had Van Vlurten dropped on those punchy stages and they, they just kind of faffed about and didn't have a clear plan for GC whatsoever. So I don't know, like it, I think on balance, yes, it's good to have the GC staged in the last couple of stages. Um, maybe Van Vluten has some bad luck. It then allows her to – she has to go long, although she probably will anyway on the final week. Um, but, yeah, the worst thing that could happen is you have Tormel A stage two. She takes, you know, three, four minutes and the race is completely done. There's no even illusion of ST Works trying to fight. I, I had a meeting with ASO catch up and, you know, they're saying big logistical challenge having two races on at the same time in two different locations because, you know, obviously Champs-Élysées Circuit the same closed off circuits last year or this year rather. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. It'll be before the men's race course, the men's race okay. finishes at, you know, 10 o'clock every night. So this will still be <laughs> uh, beforehand. But just a note on Zwift, I'd encourage you. Maybe if you want to be familiar with how the Tour de France Fam played out, Avex Zwift, go and check out the highlight videos on the Lantern Rouge YouTube channel. But this isn't the only year that Zwift is supporting uh, the Tour de France Fam or indeed women's cycling, and they're now the named sponsor of Paru Bay fam Avex Zwift as well. So it's another, I think, at least two years that Zwift is supporting the race. So I guess I'd like to take another opportunity to thank everyone who tuned into the podcast recaps or this recap and supported uh, the race and women's cycling. If you'd like to support Zwift particularly, it's getting single digits every morning where I am now, and give, you want to give easy, accessible, indoor riding a go, head to Zwift.com for your free seven-day trial. And you can even do, a la Benji, a ramp test to assess your fitness levels and get started and do training on Zwift as well. Anyway, stage one, Benji, Clermont Ferrand. What do you reckon this is? 124 Ks, 1.7 Ks, 7.2%, 12 Ks from the finish. The big question is, does Lorena Vivas get dropped on that climb and stay behind?
1: That is a very, very good question, my friend, my favorite kangaroo. And I think it's going to be a close one. A rather versatile sprint, I'd argue, because of that hill, we see that that Court de Dutrouille is 1.7K, 7.2%. And we see that the first and the last part of this climb is the steepest. The middle part is a bit like 5%. So I'd argue that it's going to be on the edge. I think the pure sprinters will be at the back of the peloton at least. And some might be off the back after this climb. But it will also depend on what the other teams will do. But it's a tour de France fun. If riders like Liana Lippert and so forth, Nivea Doma see a climb like this on stage one, they might as well try something. To get over this climb and be in a smaller group because otherwise they're not using the parkour of the stage and considering it's a tour de France film I'm guessing that punchers are going to try and get away here and perhaps the teams that have more versatile sprinters like a Voss, for example at Jumbo, would want this to be harder a Balsamo would want this to be slightly harder to drop a Wibes but when it comes to an SD works it becomes difficult eh? Kopecky or Wibes? Kopecky can't win against Balsamo and Vos most of the time. So I'd argue that Wibus trying to get her over the climb is the better option. Do you agree?
0: So it's the LFR profile says it's 1.9K, 7.1%. Oh. Uh, so that's another 200 meters. It's still a short climb. Let's say they do it in four and a half, five minutes. Let's say five minutes. They're probably a bit less than that. Um... Vibers loses 20 seconds, 25 seconds. She shouldn't, she really shouldn't lose more than that. If she enters the climb in yeah. good position at the front. She slides back, does her own pace. She, I don't know, that's 30 seconds. Then we have 12 Ks to the finish. No, it's not, it's 9 Ks. Can Capecchi, Royce, and Co bring her back against maybe Van Dyke pacing for Borsamo? How will her legs be after they bring her back? I think they should still go for Vibers because, as you said, what's the percentage chance of Kopecky winning the sprint? You can do both? You, know, you can have yeah, Kopecky ahead? That's probably the option. That's what Quickstep have done with Seneschal. In the, they would do that with Seneschal when he was with Jakobsen sometimes, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so as well. And if you have Kopecky ahead, you need Volering ahead for GC. So that's two riders you don't have up there. I think you've only got six riders in this rave, if my memory serves me right. So with Vibes behind, you still have... You might want an extra domestique with the two ahead. So I think you have two riders at least as domestique for Wibus behind if you do that strategy. So I think that's a viable option you can try. And if, if Wibus gets there, she gets there. If she doesn't, she doesn't. So it's an attempt you can go for. But I'd argue that far out prediction, Balsamo for this one. Do you have a far out prediction for the stage?
0: Yeah, Balsamo is probably quick. Is oh, she quicker than Voss. You got a better lead out than Voss, maybe. I think she's better. Um, yeah... Yeah, she probably is quicker on balance. Um, I'm going with Persico's not as fast. She's on UAE right now. Did yes. she move? And Lipitz on Consoni. not on Consoni. Is,
1: she is she versatile? I don't actually know. If she's that versatile. Uh,
0: yeah, like I really think people shouldn't be getting dropped too much. A thousand meters elevation across the whole stage. I'm gonna have to get used to all the transfers because Lippert's on star. <laughs> so, uh, Vibes is on not on DSM. If she, if Vibers is on DSM, I'd almost be more confident. Yeah, because I think so the as well. entire team, apart from Lippert, like um, Flauti Mackay, for Georgie, would all like their job is to get her over and bring it back. So yeah, with SD Works, a little bit mixed. Anyway, stage 2, 1505 k is quite long. Uh, two and a half k elevation gain, although it's sort of medium mountain for a lot of it. It's, it's rolly. There's not much flat here. Uh, it even starts out of neutral with like a three kilometer climb, but it's sort of two k's five percent, four k's six percent, the order of the day. The finish is two point eight k six percent, and that crest two k's from the finish, and then it's it's like Amstel Gold. This bit longer though, then it's like an up and down. Finishing Moriac uh, from Clermont-Ferrand. I'll tell you what's going to happen right now, Benji. Liana Lippert <laughs> or Kassian of the attack on that climb. They get to the flat bit. Longer Borghini's on their wheel. They get brought back. Vos wins.
1: <laughs> i'm also leaning towards something like that we've seen sicily to the also have better uphill kicks lately we saw her win a stage like that in tour de france from 2022 for example i think those are the kind of things we're looking for looking at the parkour beforehand uh, 45 kilometers before the line there's that kick of like 4.5 get 5.5 percent, but that's too far i think to make any major things happen so i'm also leaning towards the last part of this race that final hill to be uh the deciding factor of the victor of this race. And I'm also leaning towards Mariano Vos being the one that takes it home. It looks from the profile, I don't have an in-depth profile of the climb itself, but it looks that the first half of that Cote de is steeper than the second half of that climb, which means that the punchers that you mentioned would be going on the first part of the climb, while the rest would be trying to use the, the flatter section near the top to their advantage, hoping that the cooperation and the people that attack ahead uh well that ruins it a bit. You have anything more to say on this stage or is that just Mariano Valls, Mariano Valls, Mariana Valls? Uh
0: Vossel Persico, I think. Okay. Um yeah, Vossel Persico, Volsa. I mean, which capecchi Like <laughs> Strada Bianca Flanders capecchi, of course, yeah. but she wasn't in that shape. Um later in the year I mean she's young I assume she'll get back there uh whether she just or maybe she'll peak for classics again I don't know I think in terms of GC though this reminds me of the yeah kota fossil loop if you want to see a very similar finish where it's steeper at the start and then levels off or I want to watch uh say I'm still gold yeah Twitter France fam uh avec Swift stage no 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 la course then la course 21 or uh, am still 21 or 22, uh, where, again, Voss came back. Anyway, stage three, Benji.
1: Yes, it starts in your garden, Colange-la-Rouge to Montignac-Lascaux. We've got 147 kilometers, and it's basically hilly throughout the parkour, but nothing crazy enough to really shout at me, all oh, the sprinters are getting dropped. That's not what I'm seeing on this parkour reader. So I'd argue that it's most likely going to be a pure sprint this one, i see that as the most likely thing but before i throw it at you i want to ask you a question like we've seen stage one two and three flatter parkours with some hills and so forth we never talk about breakaways in these previews when it comes to the tour de France Fam, we never really often see a breakaway making it in women's cycling there's like a few that make it throughout the season i think we we obviously saw Kiesenhofer in olympics for example we've seen the likes of uh the Marcus do so in Tour of Norway two years ago or one year and a half ago, whatever, when DSM was messing up all their sprint trains. They didn't catch a breakaway every time in that ladies' Tour of Norway, but I feel like in the Tour de France from it, it's unlikely for a breakaway to win, right?
0: Well, strong riders don't lose time on GC in these first two stages, at least not enough, because you don't have the mountain stages before. It's like Grace Brown's going to get cooked on the tarmac, right? Or yep. won't, or should she? She can probably still top ten in the race, um, but she can't win. Yep. So should she lose more time? Because in a breakaway like her or Chapman, Chapman's going to Trek, isn't she? Um, yeah, you know they'd be very strong. I I think Chapman will be in the in the Trek team for this race. Um. I agree. I sort of think strong teams should target it because who's who's going to win this stage if it's just if everyone just cruises around? Viber's guaranteed. So, like every other team should really be thinking of a completely different strategy or going hard as in the first in that fifty k rolling block in the middle to cook Viber's. Yeah,
1: I think so too. And the thing with breakaways as well is that not only is the factor of like people should lose time to make sure they can get into the breakaway and so forth, I feel there's also an aspect to it where so many people will be so close to the yellow jersey that they will take every opportunity they have to try and make sure it's controlled. And Wibbers might not have had the first perfect two stages for a sprint. The first one's a bit versatile, the second one's a hilly parkour, so the third one might be the most pure sprint we had so far so dsm might be focusing all out on making sure a break doesn't win this one especially so i feel like with every stage there's so many teams that will be in the peloton willing to get something out of it that it's very unlikely that a breakaway can make it on these stages Do you think that there's a, a stage opportunity for example on day four because like i'm agreeing with you like if this goes to the line ribas wins if it doesn't go to the line well i don't see much on the parkour that can change it on day three but stage four is
0: different right Hundred and seventy eight and a half K is very long. Um is this the longest stage in the race? Um it's got two and a half K elevation, yes. but a lot of that occurs in the last thirty-five kilometers. It's pretty flat before then. Just one a couple of sort of four percent climbs that are ten minutes or less. But yeah, the last this is like Liège uh it's very similar to Liège, uh, maybe a little bit less difficult compared to roche but it's pretty hard, this finish, and it's uphill too. We have 6.7K is 4%, and then descent, 4.5K is 5.5%, descent, 2.1K is 7%. That is the hardest probably climb, and then it's these little punchy climbs to finish. There's a 500-meter, 10% ramp to the finish, 500 meters, 10 percent to Rodel. This is this could go to a number of different riders. Uh, it could be Cavalli, could be Voss, mm-hmm. could be Ludwig, could be Persico, could be Lifet, Van Vlurten. If she went long, I don't think she will. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I don't think Van Vlerten is superior on the 500 meter, 10 yeah. percent. She doesn't need
1: to either, she just needs no. to
0: wait for mountain stages. Just, so, I think, uh who did I say? Which one of those riders should I say? Lippert, Voss. I had one that I wanted to pick. Uh, Cavalli. I think Cavalli wins this. FDJ should go all in for her.
1: I think that's a very good pick for this one. Small note, you mentioned this is the longest stage of the race. It's also the longest race of most riders in their career. I think every single rider in the peloton most likely because last year we mentioned in the Tour de France 2022 there was a stage of 175 kilometers which was the longest of Mariano Voss' career. This is 177. So this is the longest of I'm fairly certain, at least 99.9% of the peloton. So to add the difficulty of those hills to it, I'm intrigued to see if that will have a factor or not. I'm not necessarily certain that length of the stage will matter, but I do think it's a a very enticing parkour. I'm seeing GC Riders plus punchers going for it, and I agree with the names you mentioned. I see no real opportunity to go super far for Yvonne Vleut, and she might try nonetheless, but... I don't think she should because, like we mentioned, mountain stages come up where she is on paper the strongest. This is where the opponent should try and make it difficult for her. But there's a switch with SD Works, right? Fjalling is now the solo leader of SD Works. I would yeah. say GC instead of Full Ring plus Molman. Does that make it more difficult for teams to roll attacks on her, knowing that she knows every team only has one leader? I think
0: No, right? Lippert and Van Lutten. Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. Well, yeah, but that's her team.
0: Oh, yeah. will well, die that's from <laughs> <laughs> and, and is that a good strategy and it puts Lippert in a seat? Because Lippert's problem has always yeah. been she has to initiate. She never is in a seat and then gets to sprint uphill. Does Van Vlerten going long on that 7% climb help Lippert? Or should she just Van Vlurten lock down the stage and lead out Lippert? I'd love to see Lippitt with the lead out um, on this sort of finish. I think she might get the job done. Uh, Sierra, yeah, they got a Damn, their team's pretty good. SD works. Who will they have? Royce, Volering, Kopecky, Vibers, Majerus. uh, Fisher Black. Fisher Black. Fisher Black probably take a step up and she might be able to shut it down. Trek is still very, very strong. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think Vollering being clear leader makes actually anything much easier for her yeah than the dysfunctional co-leadership, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I I, so. breakaway, do you reckon or not?
1: Nah? Nah. Uh Maybe like if a Brown goes from far... And we don't see, and we see a group behind them of like leaders, then there's an opportunity for that. I think there's an opportunity for like a 10K attack of Grace Brown to actually make it on a stage like this. So that kind of option is there, but an original early breakaway, that's not in the cards for me. I think there's too many people with stakes in the stage for uh, that to occur. But I'm also leaning towards stage five, where it's once again a a rather versatile sprint stage. On El Chateau to Albi. This is 126 kilometers. It has hills throughout, mm, from the middle section towards like 30, no, 15k to go. Those are where the hills are. It's four of them, but there's a lot of false flat sections in between. We're talking about 800 meters at 8.1%, 2.1 kilometers at 7.4%, 1.5 at 9%, 1.6 at 6.4%. These are not necessarily declines where you say, okay, everybody's going to drop. But if you go hard on every single one, rib is mighty and in trouble. Do you think this will be a pure sprint with Rebus, or do you think that teams like Trek and so forth will try and benefit from the difficulties to try and make it more leaning towards a uh, rider in their team, for example? But do you think that their focus on potentially getting a podium with Longo Borghini might reduce the chances of them spending enough riders to make it hard? I don't think so.
0: I think Kisanoffa wins this stage. (laughs) <laughs> Starts uphill, rolling plateau for the first thirty k's. Then a difficult stage to control. They've got comms. SD- Pardon? They've
1: got comms in this race.
0: <laughs> which which was the one she nearly won a stage of the Vuelta? They had comms there.
1: it so is it? I think.
0: Yeah, the Vuelta. Sure. She got True. caught in the last k, um, and that had it, it finished with a hill. I think this is a difficult stage to control. SD Works won't be able to go fast is they have to nurse Vibas around the course. I question, as you said, Trek. Uh, they might already have a stage win with Balsamo. They might just have longer Borghini for GC. Of course, Balsamo you could go for as the favorite for the stage. Yumbo Visma might be the ones who pays for Voss all day if they haven't won a stage with her yet. But I think the break is a really, really good opportunity here. I would I'd be really, really disappointed to see a break of like three riders, um, yeah, who are just there for you know exposure. Will, I think this this is a really good chance.
1: Will Kirsten even be at the start here? Because she had like a one random Conti team to be at Seratizid. I oh, think him. that's gonna be the reason that she might not be at this race in the first place.
0: It's worth like if you're whatever team, a lot. Remember, a lot of teams went to the Tour de France Farm of with. Like, it was too many, right? It, it was is? like twenty RKL? plus. Yeah, give her a. I think you have to be I don't think a world tour team can give her like a ten day contract. I think she can – it have to be one of the Conti teams, but like Saint Michel or Burr, right? Like <laughs> Keenson offers your best chance of winning a stage um in the breakaway. Like she knows what she's doing, she target a stage like this. Um yeah. I think I hope, I hope this is a breakaway. I hope I hope it's at least close because what I don't <laughs> want to see is the last twenty five k's no break peloton just cruising yeah. in. That would be, I think, a bit of a shame. Um, yeah. that's stage five, so. maybe it's just Viber's winning. Uh, anyway, stage six, Viber's This has got to be the one. One hundred twenty four and a half k's. It has uh, only eleven hundred and sixty meters of climbing. From Al Al Alibi Albi to Blaniec. it has okay. It does have four categorised climbs, but the last one is forty k's from the finish. There's no way Trek are going to invest. Yeah, this is Viva's winning has to be uh, this stage.
1: Yeah, on paper she's the favourite for certain. The likes of Agonciani and so forth, and a Balsamo will be fighting her for this stage. So pure sprint. Then uh, firmly agree with what you've said, but. These are the, the run-in stages so far. Six stages of which two are pure hill stages, two are versatile sprint stages, two are most likely pure sprint stages. So far, uh, a relaxed run we mentioned it at the start. This is a backloaded race to make sure that Van Vleuten is not in yellow from day one. And then we see that stage seven has the Col du Tourmalet as finish. It's 90 kilometers long. Tourmalet not as the only climb because... After a good 55 kilometers in the race, we start the second last climb. The Kolda span 12 kilometers at 6.5%. It ascends towards the foot of the and No real valley in between. And uh, then we start the climb 17 kilometers, 7.3% is the official ASO profile of this climb. And we saw last year a mountain stage on day seven that had major climbs, but they already started very early on in the race. The benefit here is that the climb starts halfway the race, which means that it's more likely that we actually see what's happening in the race on TV. Because last year, in 2022, we did not have that because the action happened before the broadcast. That's one major benefit of this parkour, <laughs> that's for certain. With the Tourmalet being such a heroic climb, a legendary climb in the Tour de France, I love that it is in the Tour de France Femme this year. And for me, this is an amazing stage. and my take on this one is simple: cold aspen race explodes. Van Vleuten, Valerin Cavalli fighting against each other, and they fight it out on the top of the aspen and the Tourmalet itself. That's how I see this.
0: I don't think Van Vleuten will go on Aspin. Ooh! Because what well, was stage seven this year it was the Petit Ballon Vassel combination. Yeah, but it wasn't a it was an uphill finish. The, the hardest climbs weren't the last climb, whereas this is like Tormelay. Yeah, Tormelay is the hardest climb. It's the finishing climb. There's mm-hmm. the descent of Aspán. There's the first four and a half Ks, five Ks of Tormelay are only like 4%, 3% average. And then it's really the last part. So if I was if I was Van Vluten, I would have Aspen paced by Lippert or somebody like that, uh, keep team around her. I mean, to be honest, if you're thinking like completely unnecessary strategies because you can just drop everyone anyway, you'd have Sierra in the breakaway and try and have her as a satellite rider <laughs> to pace the early slopes of It's not Tormilate. necessary, mate. It's not necessary, <laughs> but I, I basically, I want Land to like, completely annihilate the QOM on Tormlay. <laughs> I wanna see like <laughs> I want to see her do peak watts per kilo. So someone's gonna have to pace those early slopes for her. Um, <laughs> so yeah I think she goes on on Tormlay about eight K's in. Uh okay. and then maybe Volering and Cavalli hold her wheel for a couple of K's, three K's, but they drop by the the 12th K.
1: Okay, my take is a, a bit different. I think she goes with 5k to go on the spam already on the steepest section after a lead out of her team and she tries to go from there. And maybe one of the two others, like a Wolverine and a, a Cavalli, one of them might be dropped at the top of a spam. But afterwards, there might still be one in, in the wheel, but on the Tourmalade, it's game over anyway. So slightly different view on how it will happen, but we both have the same result in mind. Which is von Vleuten uh, destroying everybody on the stage based on what she's shown in uh, in twenty twenty two at least. It can be that by the time we reach the Twitter France that we've got a very different mind on who win the Twitter France. If for example von Vleuten's first step is uh, not there anymore by that time. But let's just hope that the top competition in GC gets a tiny bit closer. Then we at least have a battle for it. Because I, I wanted Okay.
0: Cavalli's okay. more likely than Volering to me. Um, okay. I Are they the same age? Uh, Cavalli's 24, took a big step up this year. Bollering is 25. They're not that different in age. But I think Cavalli could have shown that something in the Tour de France farm. She was mm-hmm. This year, but she just crashed out. I think Cavalli could do it. Uh, yep. Unlikely, but could do it. Okay.
1: Do you think 50 kilometers before the Col d'Aspa is... Long for a Movistar to control it until Daspan starts.
0: I mean, like, who, like, Van Velen could literally put eight minutes into the break on Tormole. <laughs> so that's true. <laughs> like, yeah, or Man Tomley combo. So it would have to be someone like uh, a Faulkner. Um, yeah. but maybe I'd just like Faulkner to go for GC straight up but mm-hmm. Faulkner could do it uh, maybe or Niamh Fisher black but she'll be either riding for her own GC for white or domestique. So, you know, again, it's what riders of sufficient quality to get in the break and hold off who won't have other motivations to just stay in the group behind. Um, so, yeah, I think AVV, big win. Whether she's in yellow already at this point, uh, I'm not so sure. Um, hopefully. Hopefully, she's like five minutes behind and she has to go on a span. Um, oh, that would be good. Yeah, even 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> you think that's too much? Attacks taxi neutral. <laughs> that's too much.
0: Yeah, that's too much.
1: <laughs> hey, it's, it's fun, Fleur. You never know at this point. But yeah. uh, I'll try it back to you for the
0: final stage the time trial. From oh to oh. This is 198 meters elevation in 22 kilometers. So it's a little bit rolling. Um,. Quick maths. That is, I'm trying to do quick maths, <laughs> so it's not that quick. Slow maths. That's Aww. nine uh, nine meters elevation gain. So it's kind of similar to the men's TT this year in terms of elevation. There's a little hill in the middle, two point three k, four and a half percent, and then the finish is four hundred meters, five point seven percent. It's always so mean when they finish TTs with a little kicker like that. Um, <laughs> they're pretty common actually in the ASO French races lately. Uh, like in the Dauphiné, this is what Ellen Van Dyke has been asking for. She should be happy to see this. Perhaps the climbing she wouldn't like to see, but it's not like it's 7 8% either. Yep. Uh, although I do think there's, it's a bit steeper, the middle climb, it, it's that 4.5% includes a flatter Couple of hundred meters at least at the end, so I think there could be some six seven percent sections, uh, at least on that climb. And so that's what makes it interesting whether Van Vluten, we got Van Vluten, Royce, Van Dyke, Vollering. Who else could win this TT? A uh,
1: Brown could podium, Royce could uh, actually do well,
0: Faulkner. Faulkner could do well. Setups really fast.
1: Yeah. But when I look at this, I'm mainly thinking, why is this not closer to the start of this race? Because I understand that they put it at the end so that Van Vleuten can't gain an advantage on the other GC riders. Because on paper, von Vleuten is a better time trialist than a cavalli for example. With Vollering, it's sometimes close, but I'd argue von Vleuten is still a better time trialist than Demi Vollering. And when I think that true, there's the aspect of I think this race is decided after the tourmaline. and the storm Troll will be senseless when it comes to GC. Is that harsh?
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't really... Maybe if Cavalli and Vollering are close, 2-3 yeah. can change. Maybe if Grace Brown is 6th, she can leapfrog and knee-fisher knee black in 5th. Those sort of movements could happen, but if the race plays out as expected... Yeah, like if Van lerten has a ninety-second two-minute lead, it's unlikely that gets overhauled. Uh, at least along with Orgini, I mean, you don't see a lot of these riders do many time trials yeah. uh, unless they peak for it at World Champs. Like, does I'm trying to think. I like hear is Mulman. I know Mulman beat Van Lüttendonk on Twitter de Romand. Uh, it'd be interesting. We I haven't, we haven't really mentioned Mulman too much. I kind of think she drops following on Tormelay. And so, how will her TT be at a new team versus the SD Works setup? I don't know. I think there could be changes. Changes to the top step, unlikely. Royce versus Van Dyke for the win. I would go with Van Dyke uh, still. The world's course is probably
1: Okay. Okay. It's far out anyway. So. By the yeah. time we reach that race, everybody forgot this podcast existed, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's a good overview of the stages we had. I think we mentioned our takes on this so far. A, a run in that's rather building up towards the final weekend. I think the only thing I can mention is that I'm really happy with it being backloaded at the show at the end. I do still like it that that big mountain stage is defining towards the end so that the big gaps are not made at the start of the race and the race is not decided too early. But on the other hand, there's also the aspect of the time trial after the Tourmalade. If the the race runs as expected, as we mentioned, then we're kind of like, okay, is that time trial going to impact GC for the victory? Then it's less likely. But I'm glad there's a time trial. We need more time trials in World Tour Cycling. So I really uh, appreciate that inclusion. Do you have any like big conclusions? All out inspirational, motivational quotes based on this parkour, my favorite kangaroo?
0: Um... I would say it's missing maybe on like stage five or six. I did like the gravel stage last year, uh the Chamon Blanc stage. It's maybe missing uh a, a little bit of it maybe you could call it a gimmick, but I you know, just something unique about the parkour. Like Double descend. Uh, uh well, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to kill anyone, but yeah, something like um Maybe one of the finishes is pave or something uphill. I don't know. Probably effectively they are or narrow. Um, no, it's it's fine. I think with the way until Van Vleuten retires, you're kind of hamstrung and you've got to build a parkour like this. Or until someone uh, like Moulman or Cavalli or, or volering step up. I would. What would happen if you had one of those Vuelta stages? uh or i don't know what race there was this year where there's a 20 kilometer six percent climb at the start of the race and then like you wouldn't see it (laughs) a hundred k's of flat a hundred k's of flat afterwards
1: well all the action would happen at the start if on vloeten would attack on the first climb and we wouldn't see anything about that because the broadcast would start later than the climb so hey what would happen we wouldn't see it anyway (laughs)
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting because then Van Vloten would have to basically pace 100k solo. She did it last year,
1: right? No, two years ago? The one where she first was behind because of the time trial in Seratizi Channel challenge, and then a few days later she was like, I'll take the time back anyway, and then she attacked on the first climb and took three minutes on everybody.
0: Yeah, that'd be. I mean, maybe they could do that, probably wouldn't be that exciting. I don't know. I think. uh, it's, I don't think there's too many for V. I think if Viber wins more than more than two stages, then Trek, SD Works need to have a look at themselves and yeah. UAE, because she should not win more than two stages. The parkour is there. It's hard enough to put her under pressure. I do not want to see uh, I'd be disappointed to see teams just bring her to the line once again.
1: And it's similar to Van Vleuten. I would be disappointed that we don't see the other GC teams try something on the parkour that lies before the mountain stage. Because if they bet all out on the mountain stage, they're likely to end up losing. So I think that's on both fronts that we want to see teams that aren't necessarily the favourites anticipate to try and avoid the inevitable situation that the other sprinter or the other GC rider can win. And yeah, that's also my overall view on that. I think this is a, a pretty good parkour though. This is a a parkour, I'm like, this is a good parkour. Compared to when it comes to the men's parkour, I'm like, okay, it exists.
0: I think, yeah, it it makes a lot of sense. Like this year, we had two mountain stages. We had Planche de Belfi and um, what was the one before? It was the Place de Vassel, the Markstein one, yeah. Um I'm just looking at those results now. I think Le Boux has to be... Will she still be young enough or have they changed it to under 25 for the white jersey or is it U23? Can't remember. I think it's different. Think, yeah, it's different, isn't it? Um, Persico. I'm just looking at Ryder's a good step up. U I think, just got extended. I know she's 28, but she only joined Women's World Tour or yeah. was racing Women's World Tour races in 21. She's someone I would – she came fifth in Romandy, sixth on T on 2000, really really like to see her um take another step up there's also this another rider and this is a very late season result she doesn't have much else but um a diminutive 21 year old climber on the Roland Cogius Edelweiss squad Petra Stiasny. she came fifth on T on 2000 yep. uh only Only one minute 03 on a 17.5k, 6.6% climb to over 2,000 meters. So pretty similar to the Tourmalet, that climb. I know that Van Vloten was not in top shape, I don't think, for that. Maybe I'm doing Mormon discredit, but I think you're right. I don't think she was. Um, Just, yeah, look out for those riders too. Um, Like, I'm just, as we said, Benji, just hoping someone like a Ewers, a Persico, Cavalli, LeBou, Vinny Fisher-Black, Music, all one of them or two of them or four of them step up. Imagine that would be awesome if we had like a proper battle on the climb.
1: Agreed. The best thing that could happen for this race is if SD were excessive on the der and well, let's take you away from the, uh, the S-roll, let's put you back on the bike and arguably if she's in the form of two years ago, she's a favorite for this
0: parkour. Yeah, because her time trial is pretty good. I mean, yeah. yeah. Not gonna happen though. But <laughs> yeah, uh, underbrecher. It's a shame. Um, but you know, that is what it is. I think things change quickly in cycling. I wouldn't be surprised if if things have even changed by July next year, yep. uh, to be honest. I think, yeah. Like even Ziggard on bike exchange, I know she struggled on the descents, but um for a pure mountain top finish like this, don't ex- be surprised to see her come in the top five or six. As well, maybe she steps up more. I don't know. On uh, on Tormelay, but yeah, any last thoughts on the route, Benji?
1: Not really, just in general, that I enjoy the parkour. That it's got the every single part of what I wanted for this, including the time trial, which is good. Backloaded parkour, Webus gets her chances, the versatile sprinters get their chances to beat Webus. Van Vleuten has her terrain, but the others have terrain where they can attack. Van Vleuten and the time trialists have their terrain as well. So I'm seeing everything there except for perhaps a cobbles. Imagine if there's a like a pure cobble stage in this. Uh that's for next year. Come on, ASO, you can do it. Well, that's how you
0: kill AV. Not kill that's right. That's how <laughs> that's you put, put AVV under a lot of pressure. Because she <laughs> like she crashed in Fam, the first edition, and it was like, I'm not doing that again. Did she break her yeah. hip or something? So that's where SD works good, and that's maybe it's missing a proper classics parkour. Um, maybe you need to have a word to your local councillor, Benji, to get them to pay for some starts and finishes up north. In uh, yeah, uh, that'd be interesting. Maybe that's how you can because, like, on the Liege style parkour, which we do have in the Rodet stage, i still like yeah. <laughs> still pretty good, just not yeah. far superior. Anyway. That's the route. Uh, We'll see what comes out next year. I'm sure there'll be new riders breaking through in the spring who will completely change the dimension of the race. And we'll be like, why aren't there more mountain stages? That's that's the hope at least. Thanks to Zwift for supporting both the show and the race. And we'll see you uh, with the Women's Awards shortly. Ciao.